Welcome to the Finding Sessions podcast, where I believe that having an open mind and a willingness to be honest with ourselves can open up new doors of possibility. Please join me as I share my meditative thoughts with you. Welcome back to the Finding Sessions. Are you living a life that is so busy you don't have time to breathe? Is your daily life so scheduled that you don't feel you stop until you hit the bed at night? And when you do, your mind is still going, thinking about tomorrow, next week, something you said earlier that day. In this episode, I want to talk about that situation where we may feel our lives are running on autopilot. The purpose of this episode is to talk about the importance of finding the time to unwind so you won't become permanently wound. It may be a full day of work, followed by meal prep and cleaning, attending to family and loved ones, running children to their daily activities, or even getting in your daily exercise. All of these things become a necessary part of our daily lives. Don't get me wrong, this may also mean you have a very full life. Many of us have loving relationships and fulfilling careers, and we feel grateful for the lives we have. But when we find ourselves living every day on autopilot, we may lose the ability to ever unwind. It's possible we may instead find ourselves in a perpetual state of being tightly wound. Sometimes we're not even aware this is happening. We're so busy trying to live life and get things done that we may not even realize we're not even taking time for a proper breath. Are we participating in life or are we just living on autopilot? A number of years ago, I recall my sister telling me she was concerned about me as she felt I was always tightly wound. When I asked her what she meant, she told me, I always seemed to be running on high speed with intense energy. I talked fast and I moved fast in relation to everything I did. And I constantly talked about everything I had to do in both my work and my personal life, as if my mind wouldn't stop. She felt my intensity was not situational, which could be expected for some events. And she thought it had to be exhausting for me. When my sister made that tightly wound comment, I may have just passed it off at the time and thought she was concerned about nothing. But I've thought of her comments a few times since then, and I think she may have been right. Once I started to reflect on myself, I realized I've been increasingly winding myself up for decades and not really unwinding. It mainly started after 2001, when I began my last job where I worked for the last 22 years. At first, I had a reasonably balanced schedule. I would leave for the 30-minute lunch, go for a little drive around or run an errand. The work and the terminology was new, so the learning curve was high, but it was interesting and I caught on quickly and I enjoyed it. And I began to excel there. As I took on more responsibility, I stopped taking any breaks. I told friends not to call me at work or to send me emails to my office, and I ate at my desk most of the time. I started working longer past the end of the workday so I could get more done. So I started going home later and having dinner later. And then I would still pressure myself to go to the gym, exercise, and attend to any other chores before going to bed. My mind was consumed with much of the work I was doing, 
and I would often think about it at night. I convinced myself that I was so impressive that I could work on files subconsciously while sleeping, and I would sometimes wake in the middle of the night and I would make notes if necessary. I actually believed this was a good thing, and I thought I was incredibly efficient because I was able to process this information while I slept, thinking I would be that much further ahead the next day at work. This may sound absurd, but I actually started convincing myself it was true. I didn't do this all the time, of course, but it definitely happened at various points over the years. I now realize that this was the path to creating an unhealthy imbalance. And I seemed to fill all time in my personal life as well. We had a very full family and social life with lots of activities. There was always a group of people going somewhere or a special event. It felt like our time was constantly filled, whether with work, family activities, or with our friend groups. With all of this, along with squeezing in a couple of vacations a year, life was pretty good and full. But looking back, I may have been creating a pattern that led to my constantly wound state. Aspects of this story may sound familiar to you, and many of us may still be of the view that the busy times in our lives is the necessary investment we must make for a successful future. At least some of us from my generation may be of that view. I still believe that hard work is important and that life's trajectory by nature includes stages that make life pretty busy. Whether in young adulthood, building career, having young and growing families, and building for a successful retirement, they all contribute to this busyness. I also believe that having agency over your life is important. In my work, I was in a state of constantly wanting to improve and to educate myself so I could excel. I was investing personal time to improve my career. And outside that, my personal interests included health, fitness, and longevity, and reading and learning as much as I could there, whilst also exercising and ensuring physical fitness was a part of my life. An extreme interest in health, fitness, and nutrition sounds good, but it can be dangerous for a type A personality who creates strict rules for themselves. I pursued health and fitness, minus the well-being elements of relaxation and meditation, with the same vigor as I pursued my career. Vacations were amazing, but short-lived, and as soon as they were over, they felt like they were miles away. And in most cases, vacations meant catching up with work when I returned, with no one typically available to assume my responsibilities in my absence. So, taking vacation required lots of time at work before leaving. I also made it a habit of checking work messages while away, just to make sure I didn't miss anything, and I could get ahead of the game before I returned. This is a long way to tell a story of how I created this pattern that resulted in me becoming tightly wound. But I think it's important because I'm guessing lots of people out there may find themselves in a similar situation. Whether focusing on excelling in career, or maybe taking on multiple jobs to make ends meet, or having numerous family and relationship issues that always seem to crop up. Many of us are burning ourselves out. And we may feel guilt if we miss some things. In my case, I created rules for myself. Self-imposed rules and any failure to follow them was some sort of personal failure. This sounds extreme and I don't mean it to be. And it didn't feel that way at the time. But looking back, I became more aware 
that this is exactly what was happening. I placed expectations on myself about committing to do things, regardless of what other circumstances came up. And I forged ahead sometimes, even when something bothered me, but I was too polite to say anything. And I would typically agree to step up for the team at work when others might defer a project or a request when they didn't have the bandwidth. So going back to being wound, not only was I intensely engaged in my work, which I loved, but I was the same in my personal life. I felt equally compelled to ensure my personal life was as intensely fulfilling as my career. And during the times when I may have preferred not to do anything, I pushed myself for the sake of the commitments I felt I made to others. Since I've had more time, I've begun to experience an increased sense of calm. Once I put the guilt aside about not having the responsibility to be productive for a full day and accepting that this is actually my time now to recalibrate, I started to realize more about how wound I really was. How many rules I imposed upon myself that were completely unnecessary and the harm I was causing to my health and well-being. I was unwilling to even think of the word stress, but it's safe to say I had been experiencing some form of stress for some time. And because I placed such a negative connotation on the term, I was unwilling to recognize it for what it was, self-induced really. And to be clear, my rules were not just for work. They were my rules for everything, including expectations I placed on myself in my personal life. Although everyone's story is different and some people may have extremely stressful jobs where they're surrounded by traumatic events or emotional circumstances on a regular basis, and some may have more stress or emotional issues in their personal lives, regardless of what the cause, if you are also finding that you have little time in your life and lack of time seems to be your biggest issue, and maybe you have not even had the time to realize it, perhaps it's time for you to also take a step back and try to make some changes. Living on autopilot blocks your capacity to be truly aware of what is happening in your life and how it may be affecting you. It may also prevent you from seeing that there are simpler ways to do things because you've set up patterns or rules that you follow out of habit. You may no longer see the simple solutions. Please know it's easier to say no and easier to change a routine than we may realize. We just need to realize that we are in a routine that needs changing. This again goes to the point of the importance of taking time for yourself. I didn't know I was, as my sister says, tightly wound. I really had no idea. I just thought I was me, the person who thought, talked, and moved with high energy, not calm. And to be fair, high energy is good. It's a positive thing. But I think I began to confuse those positive aspects of seeming to have high energy with being wound up. Work hard, play hard. That age-old phrase that we all have heard and have come to believe is justifiable in life if we want success. I came to realize that in pursuit of my goal of having that fulfilling life, I filled it so much that I think it actually induced a lot of my headaches. Having no downtime at all, Filling most of my days, for the most part, with activity and social events meant there was a distraction, like a noise in my head, constantly, all day long, every day. It felt like there was no peace. 
And to be clear, this is my view looking back. And so I may now be looking back with a more exaggerated sense of what it was like because I'm seeing things differently now. Funny how that happens. Another good example of overscheduling life, at least in my case, is during the summers. The weather is good and everyone wants to get together, visit, and plan events. It seems like every summer, every single weekend, is jam-packed. And when one plan is canceled, it gets quickly filled by the backup plan that was already in the wings waiting. As much as the summers are fun and full of friends and family and wonderful activities, without any downtime, we personally find ourselves looking forward to summer being over. It's pretty sad to think that when the summer comes, it can be so busy you start wishing your life away for that peace of quiet. We should never be wishing our lives away, but we should be taking pleasure in every one of the moments that comes our way. If this sounds like you, listen to your body and your mind telling you this and take the time while you're living in the present. This is a message to myself I've ignored for years. I would complain every year about how busy the summer is and how we don't even have time to enjoy our own home because we're always on the go. I guess my own mind was telling me things and I was ignoring it. I needed a little bit of peace. I sometimes even joked that people with cottages have it made because for some reason, saying that you're at the cottage is a perfect excuse not to be available and no one questions it. But you can't really tell someone, sorry, I'm not free, I'm staying home this weekend. But there's no reason why we can't just be honest with the people and say that we just want to spend the weekend at home. I'm still working on this one, but I've started pulling out my calendar on my phone in the middle of the winter and blocking off multiple different weekends throughout the summer. And I fill them in the family calendar with the words, sacred, do not schedule. Some of those sacred weekends do get booked up with something more important, like a special event or a special visitor. But having the words sacred covering a few weekends throughout the two months of summer is very helpful in at least preserving a little bit of downtime. I'll keep searching for ways that we can have some balance in the summers, and I think we're getting better at it. During various periods in my life when I would experience regular migraines, this also became frustrating for me because it seemed like all I did was work and have headaches. Migraines are a puzzle and many of us experience them and struggle with trying to find the remedies, although we can sometimes narrow the cause down to numerous triggers in our lives. But one thing is for certain with me, filling every ounce of my time with either work, personal responsibilities, or social activities with no downtime contributed to these headaches. It may not be migraines or headaches for you, but there could be other signs that your body is telling you to take a break, to slow down. Signs may include trouble sleeping, feeling edgy, or reacting quickly to little things that happen, getting frustrated easily if something doesn't work out, or perhaps other aches and pains that don't seem to make sense given the attention you pay to your health. Sometimes your body really is trying to tell you something and you're just not listening. And maybe people are trying to tell you something and you're not hearing it. Although people may not fully understand what's going on in your life, their observations about you may also tell you something about yourself. Pay attention to those signs as well. If you feel as if your life is on autopilot, and if you are feeling tired or wired with little time to spare, 
there is every reason for you to begin the process of making time within your day to breathe and step away. Another sign of maybe being too busy is not knowing what to do when you do have downtime. You actually feel bored as if you need to call someone or plan something to fill that empty space. This sense of urgency to fill every precious moment with activity is a sign that perhaps you need to learn to be at peace with no activity, at peace with yourself, without a sense of urgency to fill it. But how do we say no? How do we reduce our responsibilities so we have time to breathe and unwind? It's easy enough for someone to tell you, just schedule it. But that may not work if you've already been trained in autopilot. I know it's not easy because I've tried too many times. Start being honest with yourself as to what you really want to do and start thinking about those things you could do without or that you don't enjoy at all. I suggest you write these thoughts down. Of course, some responsibilities are still required for the sake of your family and close relationships. But think about those that are not necessary, that in the scheme of things are not really important. I received excellent advice from my naturopath about a year ago. I have a wonderful naturopathic doctor who not only has helped me with some health-related matters, but she's provided personal guidance at times. Recognizing that I had trouble saying no, and as a people pleaser, I had an issue with protecting my boundaries. During a visit, she took out a piece of paper and drew a bullseye on it. And she said to me, your life is very busy right now, and I know you like your job. And so you're going to keep doing that. But she said, some of the things you're being asked to do in your social life aren't things you really want to do. You have a sense of responsibility to certain people that you really shouldn't because they're not your closest friends and they're not your family. She told me this after I had described to her a situation where an acquaintance was asking me to meet for lunch and I was feeling guilty because I had not seen this person for some time and I knew they had been going through a hard time. I felt obligated to see them, so I scheduled it begrudgingly during a very busy time for me. When I discussed it with her, she pointed again to the bullseye, and she said to me, the inner circle is you and your family and your closest friends. Every circle outside of this are distant acquaintances or others in your life. You may like them, and you may feel responsible to spend time with them because they're asking this of you, but you don't owe them anything and you need to take care of yourself right now. That's not to say you won't see them again when you have more time, but right now you have a lot going on in your life and you need to cut some of this out. So she said, keep this date, but when you see your friend, tell them you're really busy right now and it might be a while before you can get together again. Tell her you'll touch base when you have more time. Then she said, it might be 10 years before you have time to see that person again. No problem, you can call them then. I loved this advice because what she was telling me is I have permission to shut that down, to not feel responsible to fill someone else's life because of a request they have that just doesn't fit my life right now. There's no reason you need to say yes to an invitation just because you don't have something scheduled. Do you have difficulty with always having to be too honest? Where if someone asks you if you're busy and you don't have something booked, you tell them you're doing nothing? That's the wrong answer. Because sometimes having nothing booked is exactly what you should be doing. The first way to take back time for yourself 
is to actually schedule time for yourself. And when someone asks you if you're free, you need to tell them that you're not free. Honesty can be the best approach if you are willing and comfortable with saying that you don't have anything planned, but you need to take time for yourself. It's perfectly fine. But if you struggle with that kind of honesty, another easy way to deal with this is to tell them you appreciate the offer and you will let them know in a day or so. There's no need to answer on the spot. This will give you time to really think about whether you want to commit. This seems obvious, but for those of you who struggle with saying no, it's worth remembering. I have this fabulous friend who has a great skill in turning down offers to fill her schedule. We would often ask her to join us for various activities, and she would frequently reply that she wasn't available. She never provided an explanation. I always marveled at her ability to simply say she was unavailable because I was the person who always felt I had to explain why I couldn't do something with someone when they asked. Our friend group was always left believing she must have had an incredibly interesting and mysterious life because we never quite knew what she was up to. We could learn a lesson from that approach. There's no need to explain anything to anyone. Feeling a sense of obligation can sometimes cause us to say yes to things that we don't want to do. Maybe because you have a friend that you like but you haven't seen in a while, and you feel some sense of responsibility to see them. But you don't owe people anything. You need to take care of yourself to be able to take care of your life. The first step is making sure you have the time you need for you. Here is my message to you. Are you feeling like you've been on autopilot for some time? Do you feel so busy that you don't have time to think? I'm here to remind you that it's okay to be honest with yourself. It's okay to say no. It's time for you to be open to the signs that your body and your heart is sending you. Whether feelings of frustration, extreme reactions to something little that may have happened, whether you dropped or spilled something or forgot to do something, or maybe you're feeling aches and pains that don't seem well-founded, or perhaps you're feeling dread about an upcoming event and you are secretly wishing something would happen so it would be canceled. These are the signs that you should listen to. Think about the excuses or stories you tell yourself to justify staying on this course of autopilot in order to justify why you're not taking the time. Untruths such as, I feel this way because I'm an ambitious and motivated person. I'm busy because this is what success looks like. I'm just high energy and relaxing is not part of who I am. I can say yes to everything because I'm capable of doing it all. Or you tell yourself that taking a break is a sign of laziness. Stop telling yourself these lies and listen to what your heart is telling you. It's time to make a change. Think about what you love and what brings you joy. Make note of those things. We all have times in our lives when we may have to step up and be responsible for something that we wish were not happening. But there are times that you do not. Please be careful to know the difference between those times of necessity and the times when you don't need to step up but you've created a rule for yourself where you've imposed the obligation on yourself. Be aware of those times 
when your creation of rules and requirements only complicates your life. Be honest with yourself. Learn the value of saying no. Before committing to something, give yourself the time to reflect on whether you really need to do this. And if you have committed and you feel regret or dread, consider whether you can cancel or put it off until later. It's very likely that you can. And if you can't, think about whether there are simpler solutions when you do engage. Can you show up and leave early? Have someone help you with another chore or task that you have to do that day? Start thinking about solutions that simplify your life and bring back more time for you. Be willing to ask for help, to delegate, or to say no. So now, take a deep breath. And listen to these words and make them your own. I have a very full life, and for that, I am grateful. I have the capacity for so many things, and because I am so capable, I've taken on more tasks and responsibilities that I don't need to take on. I am strong, and I am smart, and I am aware that I don't need to assume all of these responsibilities. I'm capable of deciding what is most important for my life and my happiness. Being of service to those who I love and care for first means taking care of myself. I know that filling my time with constant activity and filling my mind with constant thoughts will not give me time to experience the tranquility and solitude that I genuinely need. I will now begin the process to reclaim my time and to simplify my schedule. These changes will bring me a feeling of calm and well-being. I'm excited about the possibility of simplifying my life and gaining that sense of balance that I seem to have recently lost. I can see how much better my life will be when I take these steps. I will begin this process by being honest with myself and I will continue to practice taking more time each day. I will make these changes. In doing so, I will find greater harmony with my true self and those who are dearest to me will receive the benefit of my love and my happiness and my health. Thank you for listening. My wish for you is to live in positivity, health, and harmony.